You are listening to a Hippily Horror Stories Patreon bonus preview. If you like what you're hearing, stick around to the end to find out how you can get more. Hey guys, welcome to episode 1124 of Hippily Shorts. Hello everybody. We are repeating this because somebody, I won't name any names, unplugged my microphone for an earlier interview. So I was talking like I was in a well. So we're going to try again. All right, so these stories are supposed to be people who went missing and then showed up a short time later and then kind of what happened during the time they were missing. Oh, okay. You mean like our microphone was missing earlier? Yes. Okay, got you. Like, exactly like that. <laughs> and I put the episode up without listening to it, so some of you have probably already started listening, and then it probably disappeared in the middle, and you're like, what the hell happened? Yeah, so don't listen anymore. So pretend it didn't happen. This first one is called... I can't pronounce. It's a somnambulant stroll. I don't know why they called it that. Cause what does that, that even mean? Oh, you don't even know what that means? No. Okay. I went sleepwalking one night when I was 10 years old. I unlocked the front door and I went for a stroll through the neighborhood. I woke up a few hours later in the middle of the street, barefoot, in a cul-de-sac that I had never been in before. It scared the bejesus out of me. Um. Oh my God, I guess. What have he gotten like... You know, I've heard so many stories of people... That sleepwalk. And it is terrifying. Nathan used to sleepwalk. Yes. That's who I was trying to think of. Nathan used to do that. Nathan almost walked out a window. Yes. And they ended up like tying him up when he went to bed. He had like a special, like a sleeping bag thing that had all of his arms and legs inside that somebody had to tie up for him to go to sleep so he couldn't get up and sleepwalk. Because oh. he was upstairs. Oh my God. That's awful. Yep. But just think how terrifying that is. You know, how... he, he ended up falling down the steps at one point and knocked uh, like into a glass curio cabinet oh or something. Oh my gosh, Nathan. Wow. But he makes a good hot dog. <laughs> said, this person said they ended up running through the streets until they found their way back home. He said, My parents had been pooping bricks looking for me all over the place. They then put a lock on the door after that, so I couldn't go for any more midnight strolls so or I, get out in case of a fire. Well, yeah, I was going to say, what happens if there's a fire? And I guess that was the first time they ever realized that he did probably. that, I guess? Oh, probably. golly. Well, I mean, I don't blame him. I probably would have done that, too. I don't consider that lost, though. That was sleepwalking mm, in the middle of the that's night. That's true. That's not really lost. But it could have been. His parents probably thought he was lost, but I don't really consider Yeah. It. I guess he was lost because he didn't know where he was when he woke up. Yeah. She, I could have been a she. I don't know. Anyways, this one says, so back when I was in Boy Scouts, my troop lost me twice in the same night um, while I was still in my tent. And that's not an exaggeration. Okay. Well, that's weird. Does this kid not have much of a personality or something or what? <laughs> so the story is this. We were at Camp Decorah in Iowa, and we had the idea to go and perform a raid on the counselors' tents and cabins. I, however, was sick, so I specifically said, I'm not feeling well, I'm going to go to sleep. They acknowledged this, expressed regret that I was not going to be coming along, and they went to have their fun. After having their fun, they retreat into the wood line. Then they take a head count. I'm not in the head count. They expected me to be in the head count because they forgot that I was in, oh, asleep Lord. in the cabin. So now there's a missing camper. The entire camp is set to searching for me. Sometime during all this, a guy from my troop decides, get this, hey, let's check the tents. I'm in my tent as I should be. So he goes to report that, hey, I'm found. I go to the bathroom during this time. Someone comes back to the camp and checks my tent and I'm in the bathroom, 
So I am now not in my tent and I am missing again. <laughs> oh, gosh. I got found a little bit sooner this next time. Well, that poor kid. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I just, that's, that's so funny how they forgot that quick. Right. That he wasn't coming along on the trip. It's like, well, it's like I said, these, it might have been their first day at camp or something where nobody really knew anybody else. So it'd well, be easy to forget somebody. Well, I guess that's true. Goes. That's true. All right. Here's, here's one. When I was four, I got lost in the city and was rescued by what my dad thought was a sketchy group. We had had dinner in Chinatown with another family, five kids and all. We were crossing the street after dinner and we were holding hands in a big chain. My older sibling let go of my hand. When the light changed and everyone crossed, I stayed on the sidewalk because I was preoccupied. I was looking through the window into a barber shop where some huge guy was having his head shaved. I can still picture this scene. <laughs> when I finally turned back around, everybody was gone. So I started to cry. A group of teenagers approached and they asked if I was lost. I said yes. A tall kid hoisted me onto his shoulders and we started down the block. Other kids split up and they went in different directions. We rounded a corner and I saw my dad. He turned white and ran towards us. The kid lowered me to the ground. The few other kids were there. They stood around awkwardly while the tall kid explained what happened to my dad. My dad, not a very demonstrative guy, flung himself at the kid and hugged him. My mom appeared and she picked me up. Years later, my dad told me that he saw that same group of kids hanging around when we first parked in the city. He oh, said they that, were the sketchy kids? Yes. He said that he thought they were suspicious and they were up to no good. He was embarrassed and he tried to be less judgmental after that. Oh. I wish I could thank those guys. This was a long time ago. Oh, my gosh. See, can't be judging people like that. It was a savior. Saved that kid. He could have been really lost. Yep. Good and, for him. And you know what? Whenever I hear stories about people that are um, judgmental of just mm -hmm. looking at somebody and mm -hmm. making judgment, I always refer people to one of my favorite movies, Crash. It's it it it, it came out of nowhere. It had a bunch of stars, mm -hmm. and it had Sandra Bullock. It had uh, Brendan uh, Brendan Fraser, uh, Ryan Felipe. Is that his name? Yes. Mm -hmm. Matt Dillon. Um, tons of people. Yeah. But that movie is one of the best movies about teaching how not to make judgments of people. Oh, okay. I think, and, I can remember, I don't think I've seen it. Well, the thing of it is, is it, it covers like six or seven different groups of people. Mm-hmm. And it's all about stereotyping. The whole movie is based on stereotyping, and then everything turns around completely, you know, from it uh, at the end. And and it's, 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 it's a really heartwarming movie, but it's just... Everything in it is, it's all these people are tied together one way or another. Oh, okay. So you got like a cop who's looking for his brother that yeah. was a drug addict. Matt Dillon is a kind of a dirty cop in it, you know, that he changes and he's kind of a racist. Mm -hmm. uh, not kind of, he's a, he's a big racist. And, you know, so, and then you've got uh, Brendan Fraser. He's actually the, I think the, he's either the mayor or the governor. Sandra Bullock's his wife, but... This movie, if you've never seen Crash, it ended up winning all kinds of Academy mm -hmm. Awards. And nobody even, it wasn't even on the radar that year. And it ended up winning like all the awards. Oh, wow. But if They you, got the message across. Yeah, huh? if you've never seen it, watch Crash. And I swear, you when, when you're done with it, you're going to say that was one of the best movies I've ever oh, seen. Oh, wow. Awesome. I'll have to check it out. All right, guys. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
Bye. Hey guys, welcome to episode one one two fiver. Ooh, he threw a fiver up did. in there. I did. All right, Tracy, we got some more of these missing stories. Mm-hmm. This one may be the most fascinating of the ones that I've seen. Okay. I had a 12-day period of dissociative amnesia while I was in the U.S. Air Force. I was doing laundry one Sunday night while waiting to start extra cleaning duty. Next thing I know, I woke up 12 days later to my supervisor shaking me awake in my dorm room. No one saw me for those 12 days. No one heard from me. I was not a recluse. I was extremely outgoing and easily noticed. How I vanished for 12 days is amazing. I was considered AWOL. I got an Article 15 out of it. I was immediately separated with a $25,000 severance and told by the U.S. Air Force psychiatrist that I was useless to the United States Air Force. Oh, brother. That's a little rough. Yes. I couldn't explain it. And through every pill I was prescribed and some therapy, they couldn't unlock my brain. It said that it does not happen to people who are in their 20s or who are older than their 20s, but it did. It happened at least this one time. My brain scan showed that the hole everyone has is larger in yours kind of thing. I never looked into it as I really don't want to know what I did. I had no reason to desert. I was in for over six years at that point. I'd been uh, to uh, Saudi Arabia, South Korea, France, Spain. I was in Germany at the time. I loved my time enlisted and would do it all again. Oh, my gosh. So even though they did the brain scan and saw that he, whatever's going on in there, I mean, is that the reason they couldn't well, re-enlist I mean, I him? Or? They said his whole or whatever whatever type of hole yeah. was bigger than it was on most people. So I guess they figure, I mean, you can't really be in the military if you run the risk of just disappearing for days because that could happen again. It would be like having seizures or something. Oh, my gosh, that's terrible for him, especially since he loved being in there. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess it's better that they found out that that was the reason and he just didn't go AWOL because if you went AWOL, why would you come back? Right. That wouldn't make any sense. Right. But at the time, they didn't know. Well, poor guy. That's crazy. Thank you for your service. They, oh, damn it. You beat me. <laughs> well, you, you had little almost three minutes. So. Oh, I know, but I was, I was feeling sorry for the guy. You didn't let me have my minute. Here's some short ones. I walked out of my life when I came home to find another man in my bed with my girlfriend. I spent a year hitchhiking. No missing persons report. No one looked for me. Aww. No one missed me. <gasps> That's terrible. Well, how does, how if does, I go missing, I sure hope somebody looks for me. I will. I mean, I won't wait a year or nothing. Maybe a couple of months. It just depends after I feel like I've refreshed myself. What do you mean? <laughs> I don't know. That's really sad. I, mean, I would have thought, I mean, not to be negative, but if the man came home and he found out that his girlfriend was cheating on him and then he just disappeared and you don't hear from him, how do you not think that maybe the guy, you know, committed suicide or something? That would be a devastating thing to walk in on. But so the girl, his girl saw him see them. Apparently. 
What a bitch. He said he came home and found another man in his bed with his girlfriend. So, yeah. No. Well, I mean, I guess it didn't say that she knew that he saw him. I mean, he could have just... Well, I mean, what kind of person is she? She should have still... I mean, I She's guess she would the type of person that cheats on her boyfriend? Well, th- I mean, that's very true, but you would think that she would have some kind of concern of what happened to you him. You would think. I've learned not to think People get on my nerves. <laughs> when I was a young lad... How old is this guy? When I was a young lad, my brother and I used to go to the gymnastics play area. They had trampolines. Those bars you swing around and a tightrope over a pit full of pieces of foam. My brother and I decided to play hide-and-seek. I hid first. About an hour later, the place is closing. My mama asks my brother where I am. And he says, we're playing hide-and-seek, and I've hidden really well, apparently. <laughs> Three hours later, the staff have locked all the doors, and they phoned the police. My mom was a in a blind panic. My brother had given up on finding me and was bouncing on a trampoline and the staff was frantically tearing the place apart looking for me. My brother got bored of trampolining, so he decided to play in the foam pit. He jumped in and heard a loud ouch. I climbed out of the foam and said, Did I win? We never went back to that place. He was hiding in the foam pit. Hey, that's a good place to hide, right? I guess. I I can't imagine ever not knowing where your kid is. That would be the most horrifying feeling ever. I mean, they done locked the doors and called the police and everything. Mm. He needs one of those shirts with the Bigfoot on it that says uh, hide mm-hmm. and seek champion. Mm-hmm. I was at a college house party. I went there with several friends. I didn't have a cell phone yet. I managed to hold out until 2004. Our dorm rooms came with landlines at the time. I ended up going home with a guy and hooking up with him. Okay. I woke up the next day, I checked my email on his computer and found a ton of frantic emails from my friends. They actually thought that I'd been taken or I had taken my own life. I was very depressed at the time. They filed a missing persons report with campus security and several friends were searching for me in the woods. My friends thought it was more than likely that I'd gotten taken than gotten laid. Oh. (laughs) Well, that's sad on its own right. Oh. It is. So, all right, there you go. That's that one. All right. All right, guys. Thank you. We'll talk to you later. Bye, guys. Hey, guys, if you like what you just heard, we do six of those small bonus episodes every single week. We also do two full-length bonus episodes every month. We do a listener stories episode and then a story that's just like the ones you would typically hear on the regular feed. If you're interested in supporting us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com and look up Hillbilly Horror Stories or go to hillbillyhorrorstories.com and there's a direct link right there. Thank you guys so much for what you do for us.